0: What we have here for you is a special mini-sode, as we promised at the end of Katie's episode. In editing, we found that there was too much content and we wanted to kind of curb it, but we didn't want to leave everything out. So we have this juicy bit for you and we're going to play it for you. It's not very long and then we will come back and we will talk to you about what we think about what Katie said.
1: See you on the other side. So on a completely different topic, you mentioned that your partner goes by they, them. I don't know how long you've been using they, them. I've been using it for about a month and it's not going great for me. So I do not know if like, because you have day-to-day experience with it, like, I don't know if the right word is like, like tips or
2: techniques to help. I think that uh, mistakes are just really common. And my partner... For the first four years we were together, uh, did not use they, them pronouns, so I had to make a transition. And now it's been about a year that they've been using they, them pronouns. And even and then there was probably about six months before that where, uh, I'm getting timelines a little bit messy, but there was it was a process. So at some point they were like, you know, I really like it when you use they. And I was like, great. And we just kind of did it in private, which meant like, I got it wrong half the time because right, I was having right. to switch my pronouns depending on my audience and my environment. And then they were like, you know, I feel like our housemates could use they them. Let's I wanna talk to the housemates. And so they so and the housemates were like, Yep, cool, got it. And so then the house became a okay. safe space to use they them pronouns. And then a couple more months went by and they were like, I really think my friends would probably be okay with it. Like they were a little bit cautious, like, um, are some of my friends gonna be like oh why like feel there there's this thing that sometimes happens where like um, more of a like lesbian or dyke community feels like when people they feel abandoned if people change their identity and move towards either trans or gender non-binary and they're like why are you you know why are you abandoning us so they were a little bit worried some of their community might respond like that but they absolutely did not their community was awesome and so then that was a transition but the last remaining thing was work and they were also changing their name at the like their name was going mm-hmm. along with their pronouns and so they have like a reputation in this in their line of work under their old name and their old pronouns and they were like how am i going to make that change but they mm-hmm. happened to get a new job with a really radical activist organization and they just like led off in the interview like this is my name and these are my pronouns and it's like always been 100% respected um, and so that was when they were like officially like, here we go. But even then it was like I would still go to work and have to use different pronouns because I was, wasn't sure I wanted to have those mm. conversations at work. And, then, and so like yeah. this code switching back and forth between pronouns and depending what environment you're in actually both made it harder and in some ways has made me a little bit better at it because I've had to practice it and keep it in the forefront of my brain. And I do fuck it up. I do fuck it up part of it is like just own it like like let's just name that if we've never used they and we only know how to use he and she then it's like it's hard at first to just put that into your and in, to natural, just start to feel right. like natural and then if no one are, and if no right. one around you is doing it then it's not getting demonstrated like if we just keep using they in a conversation you'll start to use it without thinking about it having to like brain think about it because it'll just be natural but until you have those opportunities for it to become more and more natural I think it's hard because you're trying to like think your way through it in the meantime you're thinking about what you're actually having your conversation about and then you're but you're having to never stop never forget to think about the pronoun and I think it's like that practice and getting more opportunity and making it more natural and the other thing I think and this part's a little bit harder is Shifting how we think of that person that we're using they, them pronouns, like how it might feel really hard to say he if you're looking at me on this camera and I've got these little, this little curly pink hair and these, you know, like you would think like it'd be really hard to say he as you were talking about me because you have this image of me in your mind. And I think this is the deeper work is trying to think of that person mm-hmm. Differently, instead of like, well, I still think of that person as this gender, as this person, but then I have to make a switch in how I talk about them, but like how can we actually deeply and that that takes work and that maybe takes conversations with that person and it take but it takes a lot of internal work too to be like, how am I actually picturing them not just visually physically but like how am I feeling about, like, how I relate to them and how they express their gender and what does gender mean to me? And, and like, if there's someone that I think of, like, I always felt it was a little bit easier when, like, I had a ton of friends in who were transitioning female to male. And that felt really easy because I, I thought of them as male because they'd asked me to think of them that way and then they started physically presenting that way and it was, like, really easy to use he for them because I, like, internally... Like, my process of how I thought of them, I did not think of them as women dressing as men. I thought of them as men. And so it was easy to say he. And I think they is, I want to ask a similar thing of myself and of others who are using it. It's like, what is our internal vision and understanding of that person we're thinking of so that we can then also relate their gender and our pronoun use, like, have it all feel right. Mm -hmm. And then I think it gets easier.
0: Do you think that they is the hardest pronoun because it's outside the binary?
2: Somewhat, but I find it a lot easier than z-zim because z-zim was just felt so... That was something people, I, I'm sure there are still some people who there use it. There are some people that
0: still use it. Feel,
2: the one thing I feel thankful for with they is like I have other opportunities uh-huh. to use they in my life. Like if I'm like, oh man, there was this raccoon ra- rustling around in my garbage last night. What the hell were they doing out there? You know, like I have opportunities to use they or like I meet someone's baby and I'm uh-huh. like, what's their name? Because I don't know their gender. Yeah. That's, so. <laughs> that's the
0: thing I bring up the most is that we do it all the time. When you don't, when know, we the don't gender, know the gender, right. what I've heard from Katie was practicing.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: and owning when you make a mistake and moving on
2: oh yeah that's a huge one everybody has like their right to have whatever level of grace they want to have with that most people I've gotten to interact with have been like totally cool as long as I'm like oh sorry Uh they and move on and try and do better I mean some people might be like that really fucking hurts my feelings and I would try and have space for that but most people have been like it's cool. Just keep trying and thank you for owning it and acknowledging it and moving it on. But the other thing I try not to do to people is be like, oh, my God, right. I'm so sorry. I'm just a horrible person. Can you ever And like right. derail in right. the conversation and making it about how I fucked up? It's like that in between of being like, oops, I messed up. They move on. going to yeah. do better I mean, next time. When
0: people do that, they do. They make it about themselves.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: But anyway, that that was a great question to ask of somebody who has to work with it. I think, it's, I think I think the highlights
2: are like it really helps to have it modeled and it helps to practice and it helps to correct yourself so that you do then catch yourself and recreate that that new pattern and then I think it helps to do some internal work that takes a little bit of time and effort to be like how do I feel about that person envision them and how do I understand their identity not just that they're only changing their pronouns yeah, but what I else think, do I understand I, think I need them? to do all those things. Yeah.
0: It's not really that you have to change your mind about gender and then use they, them. By using they, them, you will start to understand Yeah. what it means to be non-binary. Just by getting that down, I'm all for mistakes. I actually okay. support the mistakes, especially people that own them. I will even let it slip a couple of times if I see the majority of the time people are really making their best effort, responding to being corrected, correcting others. The mistakes mean so much less when you see that effort being made. Whatever, I have so much more to say. I, like, I want to totally
2: go into this whole conversation about like that argument of like, do we need more categories and definition, or do we need less? And like how we think about things. I feel like this falls into it. It's like
0: all the letters and the LGBTQ, yes, era, and all yes. the the scoliosexual and the pansexual and all these new words yeah. that are coming into our lexicon.
2: And I actually. I think people argue like, oh, we should have less identities so that we all understand that we're all one and we don't have to hyper segment ourselves. No, and no. and I, that's fine. But like, when you're coming into an identity, I think having more language available to you helps you actually find who you are. Like it wasn't until queerness was a avail- queer was a word that was available to me that I had finally found my identity. I mean, before that, I was like, I remember coming out as a lesbian and then that weekend like I hooked up with this boy that I would continue to date for two years so I w- and then I was like but I'm not bisexual because bisexual meant this thing to me that was really stigmatized and that's fucked up like bisexual that I thought bisexual was so complicated and and stigmatized but like it also wasn't right and then I remember trying so hard to be a lesbian and like trying to present a little more butch by having short hair and wearing baggy ringer tees and like it was a really bad look for me and then like and and none of it felt right and it was all still like trying like i don't know what i am and when i finally found queer i was like oh it's just like oh, it just fit it was just such a relief I'm yeah snapping. i know yeah so yeah, that- there i'm and so there and so I feel like whatever I whatever word someone needs to have the experience that I finally got to have in like my mid 20s and struggled with until that moment. And so and like, I remember my parents being like, you're just confused. And I was like, I wanted to be like, no, I'm not, mom. But I was also like, yeah, a little I'm bit precise. I am. I'm because not I confused. <laughs> I'm
0: precise.
2: <laughs> but I needed some I needed some way to understand myself. And when I had the words, when I had the words queer and gender, queer, femme, and, you know, I started to be able to wrap my head around. I was like, yeah, now I know who I am. And it's just really and it helped me identify find myself to a community and relate to a community and um and so when people come out with different terms now I'm like hell yeah like I may not even understand all of them and like I can't keep up with all of them but I should make an effort to because um and 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 even if I don't understand them like I really value them because they are helping people come up they're helping people understand their own identities and then yeah sure that's like work we do in our 20s and then maybe we get to a different place where like these hyper individualized identities are just not as important and that's fine and great if you grow into that different space but i think in order to understand yourself having more identities and language available is better than less
0: i especially now First of all, we're not post-binary anything. We're (laughs) not post-binary. And what is humanity if we have not wanted more? The more information we have, the more we can do. Language, the more words we create, the more precise we can be. I'm so for the lexicon exploding. Mm -hmm. And then, yes, I would love one day if we were all just one. And everything that we did was okay. But we're not... Yeah. There.
2: And I have these ideas of like how this relates to gender where I'm like, well, what is masculine and what is feminine? And why are we assigning these things that seem somewhat random in these societal constructions to say, well, that quality is masculine and that quality is feminine. And I've struggled around that with my own gender identity because... I, at one point, chose that the best way to describe my gender was genderqueer femme, but I've really grappled with it. Like, I still kind of use that, but I also kind of grapple with it because I'm like, well, what do I mean by that? Like, I mean, I'm femme in these ways, but I'm, like, not that femme in these ways, or I have these masculine traits in these ways, and I'm like, well, why is the fact that um, I also like lifting weights? Like, why is that something that I consider, like, now that makes me gender queer? because that's not a feminine thing. Like what, why is that not a feminine thing? I don't know. Like we have randomly assigned that as masculine. So, so then I can get into these arguments where I'm like, yeah, let's actually do away with feminine and masculine and like these constraints that we've artificially created anyway, but we're not ready for that. No, no for now we need those so and that we can people, talk yeah. about this and have this dissection of like identity and how we relate to each other. And, and we cannot take that apart yet, but we can talk about masculine and feminine. in in a way that acknowledges that those are fucking made up. And there's a way that I think, like, so many of us are actually non-binary. I'm like, sometimes I'm like listening to myself and I'm like, well, maybe you are non-binary, Katie. Like, you're genderqueer femme versus non-binary. Like, I don't know.
0: So, Liz, I'm interested to hear your impression of that little blurb by kt it was your question actually you led the question
1: well right so what happened was when kt mentioned her partner she said that they go by the they them pronouns just in conversation and you had recently come out is that the word come out or
0: that works for me
1: as non-binary using the they them pronouns and her mentioning that relative to you coming out, was kind of close together.
0: It was the same month. Yeah. No, it was was within a month. Within a
1: month of you coming out, too. So let's kind of say maybe she was the first person since you had come out uh, that I heard say that they knew someone that was non-binary and used they them. And I was like, tell me more. That's kind of where that came from.
0: And she wasn't, and, and it wasn't just her saying she knew somebody that was non-binary. Right. It was someone close someone to Someone close.
1: Her. And when I heard that, I'm like, someone close to me is too. And I just wanted to pick her brain. And I mean, she was the perfect person though.
0: So what did you take away and what have you been working on since?
1: So what I took away from that was the word process and the word practice and the internal conversations. So what I mean is it's, it is a process. It's a process for you. I can only imagine as it is for the, a process for the people surrounding you and practice. And here's the thing. I'm not around or using the, them pronouns with anyone else in my life. And then when I talk to you, I don't have to use them because I'm talking to you
0: in the first person right. or, sec, yeah, or second person however, grammar don't know yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so it's like I'm not getting the practice and then when I slip up I don't know it's hard to explain but the internal conversation with myself like that that's that's the easier not easier but like that I can do because I heard everything you've said and I fully support everything you've said but the not having the opportunity to practice it, um,
0: mm-hmm. and that's another level of support is actually using the right pronouns. But
1: I don't have the opportunity.
0: So when she said practice, I picture I picture somebody sitting at the or I know you don't do the dishes. But no, I do. I do. I do. Dishes, I do. Oh, okay. I do the dishes. So when you yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> Why is it every time I go to your house I only see Tom clean? No. <laughs>
1: No, because this is, you know, just sidebar. Tom and I were talking about the division of labor in the home. And he goes, well, who does the dishes? And I'm like, well, I do. He says, well, who does the laundry? Well, I do. And then he goes, well, who does everything else? I'm like, okay, conversation over.
0: I'm bored.
1: (laughs) Boring. (laughs) Boring.
0: I, I could picture you also pay the bills, though. Oh, yeah. No? He actually
1: does. I do bills. Okay. I do bills, okay. laundry. So that's
0: three things. That's cooking.
1: But right. I, but, I, <laughs> but I don't cook. Bills, laundry, dishes.
0: So okay. you're at the sink washing dishes. Yes. Of one okay. Of your three, gotcha. One of your three household chores. Mm-hmm. And um, so I could picture practice being Mickey is my friend. They are a good friend of mine. I see. I've known them since like you say those sentences mm-hmm. out. But um, but not
1: in a conversation with another person, but too much. No.
0: Well then I would also think I mean I'm just I'm just throwing out some suggestions for you. Okay. That you take some time with Tom, who you know, I love Tom too. I would love to have him on board for this. Have time to practice talking about me using the correct pronouns. That would be another layer of
1: practice. It would be, you know, like because he's fully on board. So it's someone who has grasped you and right. So it's not. Right.
0: A, it's, I don't doubt for a second that either of you. Right, don't but for get this. Him, but for
1: him, that would be practicing with someone who gets it. Right. Right.
0: Um. I know Katie went pretty deep because then she was she also mentioned something like um. You know, you really have to stop and think about what your relationship with gender is and really taking the gender off that So that was another
1: example, too, where um, in our relationship, you look and sound exactly as the same to me as you did prior to coming out as non-binary. So there wasn't a Mm -hmm. physical
0: i'm not trying to look like a woman which would be easier to switch over to she but even so even like
1: male female would be easier than that non-binary part do you you male
0: female would be easier period yeah like even if i looked like correct correct (laughs) so that was within the month of me coming Mm -hmm. out it's been about six months now it's been about two years since you first ever heard about the concept of they them almost pretty much to the day because you were out here two years ago that's
1: actually that's true
0: in the conversation that we have with kt i really did my best to back out so that you could ask your question and hear a full answer from her um because we know when i have something to say i'm just gonna keep talking (laughs) i
1: think what you said to me after we recorded was you could have asked me
0: (laughs) well the only reason why i said that was because I also heard what you were saying is I need the perspective of someone else who has gone through this the only reason why I said you could have asked me is because I have been in KT's position for years right before I came out as non-binary I think the
1: part about her was that it was a loved one for me that's what like really touched me the the connection of the relationship
0: Well, then, I'm just going to be completely honest here now. As a loved one, now that I'm out, it actually affects me to get misgendered. So, you know, I have to, like, when we get off the phone and I watch you and Tom talking about me in front of me and you're misgendering me and maybe I'll speak up for myself and you guys don't hear me or, you know, I'm just like, I really am not going to go to war about this. I'd still walk away really, like...
1: You mean if you... If,
0: Affected. if, like, Tom like comes it's, in while
1: we're, like, scraping or something and we're talking about... Well, yeah,
0: I remember? I mean, one of the good things about him not being tech support anymore is that I don't have <laughs> to hear me be misgendered anymore. <laughs> Which is funny, but it's also, like, you know, how do I tell my friends that this is a little bit traumatic for me? Like, this is a lowercase t trauma that happens not maliciously, not intently, but it is a little traumatizing because... The people that are closest to me, the people that are loved ones and family, I don't actually, I don't need them. I don't need them to never make a mistake, but I don't need them to try. I need them to excel. I need them to be an example to other people and I need them to have my back. So I hear where it's difficult and you don't have the opportunity to actually practice or have another person in your life but i would really like you to find those resources because that's what i need from you i need you to be i need you to excel at it and again excelling means like if you make a mistake you catch yourself or you just recover by being reminded or whatever so it is hard for me to communicate i mean i'm communicating it to you now with fucking record on but (laughs) (laughs) Anything um, else you want but, to tell me? No, I'm
1: kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding.
0: <laughs> But I mean, you know, what are we here for? But to be an example to other people that are going through the same situation. Yeah, of course. We have a long history. Um, we've been through a lot. we we now had a fight with each other. Mm-hmm. I, we haven't done that in years, but we certainly had to do it.
1: But we have a else. long history of it one way. And I'm not arguing with of, you, of first my, of all. Like, of my, I'm my not, gender one I'm way. not trying yeah. to defend or, but I'm just trying to give you like just a, a different perspective, like just the long history of it being one way, like over 20 years of it being one way.
0: And think about it this way, as close as we were, I never felt comfortable ever discussing this with you. So it's kind of a big deal that it took me 20 some odd years to do it. I think it's just important for you to know that and to do what you can to get past it because I have to deal with strangers that uh, misgender me and I have to rationalize and be like, well, what am I supposed to do? They don't know who I am. I'd really like it if the people that are close to me could nail it like, you know, 98.9%. I've never gotten that grade. (laughs) (laughs) First time for everything. Um, well, I, you know what? Yeah, let's, let's just, <laughs> just, just pretend that you... Again, the support is helpful. I mean, we recorded KT like five months ago. I just hope that you remember the tools that she gave you and that you can do the best that you can and practice. Maybe that's the biggest key. And also, Walt Whitman made a quote so long ago, and um, the end of it is, I contain multitudes, Maybe it'll also help you to realize that I am everything all in one, and then you could think of me as a plural being. I contain multitudes. <laughs> so, any other notes on this?
1: Uh, let's see. Other things came up in that snippet. Yes. Getting to the word queer by going through different... For example, KT was saying how like she kind of was like, am I bisexual? Am I lesbian am I and then finding the word queer and being like oh yes that's that's what fits and we were talking about using words to identify yourself ourselves and right now there's a lot of words being used to identify individuals and potentially in the future that'll whittle itself down or not so just language and how to describe and she kind of really nicely I thought explained how coming to identifying as queer made the most sense?
0: Because you can have movement within queer. Mm-hmm. Like you can be bisexual or femme or butch or these things can change. Right.
1: And that, that's exactly right. But you're right. still
0: queer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What makes queer beautiful is that there isn't like you're this static one thing. You can kind of move within this non-normative swirl Recently, we're just doing a submission for a project, and we sent it, and um, we were asked what marginalized groups we represent because they have a preference for um, people that typically don't get a voice, and we listed queer, non-binary, black, biracial, all these different things. Someone said bisexual, and then I said, oh, we should put gay, and KT looked at me, and she was like, if that worked for you, and I said, well, it does to another queer person i'll refer to myself as gay and i'll refer to the sex that i have as gay sex but outside of the queer paradigm community what have you i'm just queer and one of my collaborators was like oh my god i have been trying to articulate that forever that within the queer paradigm i'm bisexual but to any other person i'm queer And it doesn't matter Mm. what else. It's just Mm. that I fall under this. These are my never-ending options of things I can explore within queerness. So we did include the word gay. speaks to people. And we wanted to put as many words (laughs) as
1: possible.
0: (laughs) And we're like, any other ones? And we couldn't think of it. I'm like, gay? You know? (laughs) Does anyone use that word anymore? Like... (laughs) I happen to like the word gay. I like to play with it, but um, it's not strictly my identity. It is like a a small part of it. So I guess that's it for our little mini episode with KT. And we won't really be touching on her unless we invite her into the studio again.
1: Yeah. So thanks again to KT.
0: Don't forget to subscribe, comment, comment, reach out to us I mentioned this in the previous episode with Joseph we are reaching out again for more guests on the show so you know you can navigate to our website wtqpodcast.com and send us a message if you are interested in having a conversation with Liz and I about your identity as queer okay all right bye honey bye honey are we about to use that (laughs)